I Feel Better, a pop culture podcast hosted by four internet friends. I'm Ashley, and I'm here with Nicole, Ashley D, and Linda. Say hi, everyone. Hi! Hi! Today we're talking about Constitutional, and as always, we'll give our recommendation for the week and answer a question from the audience. First, we're discussing the newish podcast, Constitutional, from the people who brought us Presidential, which I've probably talked about a hundred times on this podcast. What did everyone think? Well, first of all, I am very, 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 very ashamed to admit that I didn't realize, I didn't think about who the host was for Presidential, because I had never listened to it, just thought it was a podcast you had talked about. And then when I heard the host's voice for Constitutional, I was like, oh, it's a woman. I thought it was a man. And then I was just embarrassed. I was like, I don't like that. I automatically jumped to that, which not, I wasn't necessarily thinking of it in a bad way or a good way in my head, but just I felt bad. How dare you? I know. It's like, you know, the, the most uh, it's the Facebook comments of feminists, feminism in my own head. <laughs> <laughs> it's the trolls. You don't think women can talk about presidents? Apparently not. oh but i'm like very excited by this concept i like that um they mentioned earlier they have a producer on board now so there will be more like uh, episodes will be more fleshed out than than um presidential which i don't know the difference between but i started to hear more like bits and pieces being edited in sound effects i'm like oh that will like add a lot of texture to this that's really cool um and so it's something I'm definitely going to keep listening to. The only thing I was disappointed by is they go over at the beginning how the whole concept is. They're going to be like, de- well, deconstructing sounds bad, uh, breaking down the Constitution and explaining it and talking about the context in which it was conceived, which is probably the most important thing, and all the people who uh, both brought it into existence and have kept it the way it is or have amended it the way it is. And the only thing I was sad about is like, they have unlimited time to do this. It's maybe not unlimited budget, but they don't have to put a time frame on when they're doing it. And they write up front, we're like, we are not going to go through each of the amendments. And I was like, but, but like, there was something about like that idea of the structure of the presidential podcast where she did all 44 of them that like, even if it was a fairly like, I'm giving air quotes to this insignificant president. They still got an episode. Um, I would, I would just like the satisfaction of knowing we're going through every single one. Does that make sense? That's what I was hoping for too. Once I started, like that's kind of what I expected. And I was like, Oh good. It'll be like a mini history lesson. And Mm -hmm. I'll get some background. Like even, I don't even know all of them, which is terrible, but like the ones that aren't that important, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. like it would be nice, but instead it's more like topic based, like, and the yeah, topics are great. But gender and race, yeah. and, which I like. It's just a different angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. Like, I wonder if they maybe explored different options and, and yeah. for good reasons decided to go this way. Um, because, I mean, I, I don't know this for sure, but like it, it might like, you know, like a um, president who nobody really even cared enough about to like leave that much history of. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there are some that it's just like, this is not <laughs> worth <laughs> just, an episode. Yeah. And then there's some that are worth like 15 episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agreed too, just because I guess I like the comprehensive part of it just mm-hmm. for my own education. But yeah. I would say as a form of entertainment, I think the way they went was really smart. Mm. Um, like the, the first um, few or more than few, um, four or five episodes are about the people it's the they focus on we the people um although it's actually actually it's more like i mean that episodes are called like race and gender and things like that um so it's 
it's a little bit, it's not strictly the people, but it's like more like identity, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found, I found the episodes really interesting, especially, I mean, I thought the race episode of John Lewis was really powerful. Yeah. And brought to light a lot of things that I know that I don't know that much about, but I don't know all that I don't know. Like, I feel like reconstruction is something I know almost nothing about, except that, uh, things went well for a while and then completely regressed, which I'm always interested to learn more about. Kind of feels pertinent to today's climate. And like where in that cycle are we? Yeah, I was like, how have we not made more progress? Like it's the same thing over and over, like history repeating itself. Yeah, it's almost, I mean, I can't speak it as as like – a person of color or anything, I'm not trying to, but I mean, it, it's almost more devastating that there was such progress and then it was all just ripped away. Um, and it, in terms of like a lesson in history that I find that really scary because mm-hmm. I, I want to still believe that what's happening right now is just like super temporary <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, it might not be. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say I listened to all of the episodes that are out right now in one day, uh, which was kind of a lot. And when I first started, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be like history class, which I love history. I'm a history person. It was always my favorite subject. But I was like, this is not just a podcast that I can like zone out to. Like you do have to pay attention if you want to get something out of it. Um, But I found it really interesting. Like it did hold my attention. It wasn't it wasn't like your boring history professor from freshman year. <laughs> um, and they have really cool interviews, which I enjoyed a lot. I love whenever they interview somebody from the Library of Congress, um, <laughs> which they did a ton in presidential. And I I think in a couple of the episodes I listened to, I was like, oh, no, where are the ladies from the Library of Congress? <laughs> um, but then they started showing up. So I was like, yay. Um, I don't know. That, I, I just like like that merging of worlds to me like especially as a fan of presidential um this podcast just seems so ambitious because like even trying to pull things together just on a theme is really hard to do like you know covering like so 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 much history and from so many different perspectives Mm -hmm. um that's really hard and i feel like they're doing a good job of it i'm sure there will be people who will kind of um represent sites that they they haven't covered and they'll I think incorporate that as they go but I was really impressed yes I liked it it made me want to listen to presidential as soon as I started I was like man I wish that I had listened to that one first but that was not my homework assignment (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to make it a personal homework assignment yeah me too I could have assigned them all Um, yeah, I would say, like, as Nicole was mentioning, they they have, like, a more dedicated producer on board now, so there's more, um, especially I noticed the, like, the sound effects and the, um, like, different people reading the Constitution and stuff like that, that's more production than they had with most of presidential. I, presidential kind of felt like it was just Lil- Lillian Cunningham, like, <laughs> taking her tape recorder to the Library of Congress, which I think it was for a lot of the time. Um, but which but is awesome. Yeah, they were still, <laughs> so charming. They were still yeah. really great, and like it's, I, I realized kind of how simple of a production it was one time because there was like one expert that she um, wanted to talk to about a certain president, and like he was sick the week that they were doing that president, so he's just not on it. And I was like, Aww. whoa, Aww. <laughs> he came back for another president. Yeah. Later. I don't remember who it was, but 
Um, that podcast is interesting too because she interviews, uh, yeah, of course, the Library of Congress all stars, but then like um, some people in politics um, and some people like uh, on the other side of the aisle <laughs> from me. Um, but they happen to know a lot about the presidents, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's like. I, I would say this podcast more clearly has a point of view than, than that one, um, just out of necessity, but um, but it's done really well, I think. Any other thoughts on constitutional? I'm I will definitely keep listening. It. Like, I'm only halfway through, like, the entire, I think I'm, I watched, I listened to four episodes, so um, I'm excited to finish. And I'm usually not someone who's excited for history podcasts because I find them a lot of a lot of time hard to focus on but this one is pretty easy the tone is nice and easy to listen to yeah and and I think the mix of like the interviews and stuff work really well like sometimes she is reading which I know we've all said we kind of have some trouble listening to people reading um but it's more just like intros and like the final words of the podcast and otherwise it's it's primarily like just transitions between different interviews yeah and there's i'm in this very headspace of i think hamilton started it but it's not all because of hamilton of just this being in the idea of like what it would have been like like for it to be like oh and this this moment this is the revolutionary like moment and this is the before and this is the after and i'm like looking around at our society as we're about to like like there's all those stories that come in like being like this could be it like we've never remodeled our democracy before things could change and like like so what does that look like so anything else that i could see of that like from either the revolutionary times or anything that is a before and after story i'm a little obsessed with right now just like what's yeah my and also like my big um thing i'm gonna bring up at cocktail parties is just like (laughs) How hard it is to pass an amendment? Is this because you don't party. want to talk to anyone and they'll just yeah, they'll okay. walk away? Right. Make it interesting. Also, don't go to cocktail parties. But um, <laughs> I like whoa. It's like yeah, especially listening to the. I think it's the episode on gender because they're talking about the equal rights amendment um, and just like these women fighting for this for decades and like it was really heartwarming to, to hear this woman be so optimistic still about it mm. after all uh, mm. um, her life that she's put into it. I mean, I think it was like the first or second episode when they mentioned how many amendments were proposed versus how many were put to pass. Right, it's like hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> so much. So crazy. And do they all get like seven years to see if you can pull it off? Um, I, I think in that episode they said like you want less time, not more time, because you don't want a chance for the opposition to be able to build up their forces. Oh. Like, whoa. Anyway, it's a fun fact that I, I like. I wonder what I would have said if somebody asked me what was involved in getting an, an amendment. <laughs> You're like uh, lots of paper. I do. Want- <laughs> I feel like there's some things that we consume where I feel like if more people consumed it, it would make them better people. And this is one of those things that we've consumed Mm -hmm. where I'm just like, I think if we just made this essential listening for students, it might help shape them to be more Mm -hmm. empathetic people. I was thinking, um, I mean, I've been, I think, especially through podcasts and documentaries, trying to like fill in all the huge gaps in my knowledge of history and I'm kind of at a point where I'm almost like angry at the education that I got 
<laughs> like I, I wouldn't ever say that my public school education was bad. Um, I it did prepare me for college, but man, <laughs> I feel like I didn't learn anything. Yeah, I was thinking I about that to too. When we yeah. read um, March, I was like, when we studied the civil rights movement um, in school, and I went to private schooling. They only covered MLK and Rosa Parks. <laughs> like, didn't really dive deep and look closer. And I, it made me feel angry at just the general education system. Like, this could help a lot. <laughs> if you yeah. start young, For me, busy. especially with the civil rights movement, um, same thing. Only covered a few people, and the way I look back on the on how they were covered makes me angry too. Because like, they made Rosa Parks seem like she was just tired. And, like, she wasn't, like, working with people and organizing. Like, this was not, like, a thing that just happened one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was planned. I'm like, and sit-ins as well, like, as mm-hmm. if they were just spontaneous and not part of, like, such sophisticated organization and debate and people really dedicating their lives to this and stuff. It's just, I don't know. And people it, dying for it besides I, MLK? Yeah. <laughs> It's just, it's well, yeah, even now you can just say like, oh, yeah, like I helped organize this thing. Like sometimes today, if people are doing that, they're like sending out a Facebook invite. And that's it. And then maybe hopefully showing up themselves. But like it is a completely different way of interacting with your community than this, like with this really necessary, like secondary level of people who will do the things like, hey, the tweets invite their friends and that needs to happen as well. But like those aren't the people who are like, completely 100%. This is our life and this is what we're doing. This is our purpose. Uh, I read a book for library school. It's called Here Comes Everybody. And it's about basically organizing online. And um, what we've learned about it is that a few people do like, I don't know about the percentage, but like uh, most of the work, like 90% of the work and everybody else just like goes along. Um, And that works. Like that's a, you know, this idea that like, in part of organizing means everybody is like pitching in equally is, is just not a thing that happens. But anyway, that's the first time it's ever been relevant. You can see why people don't invite me to a cocktail party. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a I cocktail party to... with you. Yes, <laughs> me too. Um, all right. So moving on to the next part of our podcast, um, I would say we definitely recommend that people check out constitutional. Yes. Your constitutional was... duty. <laughs> your yes. duty. Also, can we take a moment to appreciate how much alcohol they were drinking while writing the Constitution? Oh Constantly. I that was a fun fact. <laughs> like, if they weren't, would they be just dehydrated and dead and not have finished? Right. Like, is that... It's like a fraternity party. <laughs> yes. In the same place, drinking and writing the Constitution. Yeah. I mean, I would say this did kind of um, fill me with conflicted but warm feelings about being an American. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh, we all figure out our shit at bars at midnight. Cool. (laughs) All right, so for reals now, moving on to the next part of our podcast where you talk about what's making us feel better this week. Nicole? Well, I watched, this was definitely not a feel better situation. Uh, Well, kind of. Anyway, it was called Little Evil. It just came out on Netflix and it has... um, Adam Scott, who, before I say Adam Scott out loud, I want to call him Ben Casey and maybe Casey Affleck. I don't know. I want to call him, like, 5,000 names before that. But it was, he was showing up in my, like, top thing for, like, 
this is the thing you want to watch. And I saw it was Adam Scott's photo. I'm like, okay, yes, click. And then I realized I'm watching a horror comedy movie. And it is a very horror comedy movie. Basically, his son, he's marrying this woman and the woman has a son. And the sons never really liked him, but they're getting married anyways. And then he starts to realize that the son is the Antichrist. And he is I'm the so Antichrist. I'm glad you're talking about this because I watched like two minutes of that and turned it off. And I was like, I don't think this is for me. No, <laughs> no I often thought this is not for Ashley D. <laughs> and I think, Ashley, you would have, uh, I think the other thing I'm going to talk about, you might have had to hide behind your couch, but maybe not this. This was just like, ooh, ooh like really icky, but yeah. Mm. No, but it is funny. I can't and feel it's you're cringing on the podcast. Damn it. There's a lot of cringing. Cringe, 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 cringe. <laughs> Maximum cringe. And there are the thing I appreciate about it the most, other than it just being like kind of this lame, scary horror movie, was that they did so many good references to other horror movies in it. And like, if I'm only like a mid-grade horror movie fan and I was like huh The Shining Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh and a whole bunch of obvious ones uh Michael Myers like caught up at me Scream was thrown in there at one point so I'm sure if you're someone who's super super into uh horror movies you'd be able to pick three times that uh, of the references they made in it um I still don't know what to call it dark comedy horror that is funny or really fucked up don't watch it like I, i'm not sure how to put it in there propose these as new categories to netflix yeah i you know i could use a few more i'm tired of my independent women comedies it's like <laughs> <laughs> can't these just be comedies I, at this point the favorite one that they recommended to me that made me feel like they understood me was like cerebral thriller or something mm, like that mm-hmm. that is totally you yeah with that one i was like Oh, yeah. That's me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, analytics. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing, and I didn't write it down, and don't let me forget, is that the new season of American Horror Story just started last night from when we're recording this. And I know some people are on the fence because they know there is a political involvement with it. It's basically like starting out from a place... The series starts on election night. There will be some flashbacks, but we move forward from there fairly quickly. But you, the idea is they're placing you into this world where all of a sudden there are these, there's this divide. And we are, the, the theory, uh, the theme of the season is cult. And we are starting to get the inklings that there is a cult. And it is from the people who Trump's presidency has now given voice to. And there are clown masks. So there's a lot to not like. There's like a lot to not like. If you're like, Have any like, of us gone to see it yet? Not yet. No. no. We originally had it on our schedule and conveniently it got bumped off. Man. It was a, air quotes, scheduling conflict. <laughs> <laughs> The older I get, the less tolerance I have for scary. I used to really enjoy being scared and it's like a fun bonding thing with friends because I tend to make movies scarier if you go watch with me because I'll grab you or I'll scream when there's nothing happening, which causes a ripple effect. (laughs) But now I'm like, oh, I'm just too easily, I'm like more sensitive. 
as I get older. I worry just about like, what am I going to be feeling and thinking when I leave this movie? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me like not want to watch. Yeah. yeah. If I, especially if I, like, I don't mind going to see scary movies alone, but I don't like the leaving of scary movies alone. So I'm yeah. like, someone needs to understand my mental torment. <laughs> Someone. Oh my gosh! There is like a horror movie. Uh, I forget the name. It's one of there's a three part horror series there that is Korean. The first one's Old Boy, and it's like three movies about re- revenge. And one of them has made me terrified of getting in my car <laughs> because there's someone hiding underneath the car and slicing people. So, it's a real ah! thing. Uh, is it? No, thank you. Yes. That's why you're always supposed to check under your car. Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Sometimes I check the back seat. What's your new address? I'm sending you the really powerful flashlight I have on my keychain. <laughs> um, I watched the new series of Wet Hot American Summer. Are you guys familiar with the movie yes. series? Yes, Not quite. Um, I thought so. Okay, so I mean, I love the original movie, and then last year or so, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Um, they released like a series on Netflix. It was like, um, it was the first day of camp. So the movie is about the last day of camp and this is the first day of camp. And then this new series, um, picks up 10 years later. It's already hilarious in the original that they're way too old to be playing like 16 year olds. (laughs) In the the prequel, they're like even older playing their first day of camp. And now it's, they're like 10 years older in the story and they're still way too old to be these people. (laughs) Anyway, I would say in terms of both, I think I talked about the, um, the prequel series or the, the, yeah, series when it came out and I, I probably felt the same way I do about this one, which is like, it's not amazing, but it's just fun to like see your favorite people Mm. back doing funny things. Like, um, it's cool to see yeah amy polar um and i don't know like i i also just like uh, david wayne is in it and he also was a director of the original and all all of these other ones and um i just like hearing him talk about the kind of comedy that he and his friends from the state which are most of the people in it um the state is a comedy group um they like they've been making comedy together for more than 20 years and like they still just like get together and make projects like this which they probably don't get paid very well for and um i don't know they like they went through years and years of people like not getting their kind of humor at all and still making stuff and it just being getting terrible reviews this probably wasn't reviewed super well either but like i i just think it's i i love the movies and and the show just because on their own and they're funny but i also just like that they our friends who still get together and make stuff and it inspires me. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, mine isn't so warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I finished a little life. Um, I've mentioned it before when I was just in the beginning, it's 800 and some pages, a uh, coming of age story with the cover of the cover art is a man crying. Um, and it, completely broke my heart, but it has stayed with me. It's been a few days. Um, and it's like, I want a lot of people to read it, but I feel like I shouldn't recommend it because it is also the darkest book I've read. Um, 
but the friendship in it is really beautiful. So if you can stomach sad heartbreak and dark things happening to people and reading about it, um, then I recommend A Little Life. Ashley? I'm going to bring this back up to a happy place. <laughs> Um, I watched, I was trying to Google it right now because I want to make sure I get it right. Okay. I watched a movie called Coffee Shop. It's on Netflix, but I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was like a Hallmark movie originally. And I watched it because of the like blurb that was on there. They don't have it on here. But it's a lady who owns a coffee shop and this guy comes into town and he loves tea and they make the perfect blend. I, I saw that and I was like, ew, I'm not clicking on that. Oh, I watched it. It's great like if it? you're looking for like a Hallmark movie kind of day. Um, I mean, there's business drama. There's ex-boyfriend drama, and then there's a romance, and they all end up happy in the end. Um, it's not fabulous, but it was pretty good for my Sunday afternoon. That so, definitely sounds like Hallmark. There's always some yeah. business that the person owns or their family mm-hmm. owns, and it's going out of business or something's happening. Don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happens. <laughs> They it's always make it sound they don't like it first. Yeah, <laughs> it's so they get into an it. argument. He then wants to order tea, and she's like, this is a watched. coffee shop. What was the movie that is your favorite movie that we just had an episode about? You've got me Yes. Yeah. It reminds you of it? Yeah. Business that movie is so good, though. <laughs> But you basically just described. I have you know, no idea yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should have had Nora Ephron write these Hallmark movies. Right? These are like the <sighs> people who want to be Nora Ephron when they grow up. Yeah. They're just not on the same level. They're just not <laughs> grown up yet. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next part of our podcast where we answer a question from the audience. Heather asks, what are your self-care practices and how do you unwind? Nicole, teach us. <laughs> teach you all the things. Um, I pace around for about an hour trying to figure out how I'll how I will unwind and what is the absolute most perfect decision I could make to do that. So I get myself more wound up in the process of unwinding. <laughs> Winding. Unwounding is going to wind up being said so many times. <laughs> um, but really. If I'm escaping unwinding, it's reading a book. That's for sure. Um, But uh, I often don't know any other way to go than like reset. I need to sleep. Like if I'm in that place of like today is just so horrible. Nothing, nothing can ever be done. Like that's never true. So if I go to sleep, that is probably not true in the morning. If it's like regular unwinding, like regular human, not like in a disaster I'll read a book or go really into either a safe series like Sex in the City that I know so well, or oh, yeah. I just had that on the other night. It was the part B of season six. Oh, I stopped watching right before she actually left for Paris. <laughs> <laughs> um, or 
sometimes I will sit with Jay out on our balcony and only have like a glass of wine and us to talk to each other. And sometimes that helps as long as we don't get into like a heady conversation that takes me like down the rabbit hole. Like I have to be in the no solving zone to be able to unwind. (laughs) (laughs) This is not fixing time. Put away your hammer. (laughs) Um, For me, for self-care, yeah, definitely sleep. Um, There was like, I was probably like five years ago now where I was like, I'm going to be a person who gets enough sleep. (laughs) I've really tried. um, Like I realized more recently that my phone is tracking how much sleep I get. (laughs) Um, And I was like, yeah, I consistently get like seven something during the week and occasionally and not that occasionally, actually pretty often I'll get like nine on the weekends. (laughs) I'm like, this is who I am. I get enough sleep. And it makes a huge difference in your life, I think. Like, while you're awake, you should be, like, functioning at a human level. <laughs> and it will improve the rest of your life. I'm trying to convince Linda of this. She does. Yes. I've been trying for years, too. I did okay <laughs> since dating Mitch. Like, he sleeps more, a lot more. And I've been sleeping more. But... I only got four hours yesterday and oh my God. to tell you how it was operating. I tried to lock the, the apartment from the inside with my keys. Sounds about right. <laughs> Were you crying while you did it? <laughs> Get the key. <laughs> um, but I feel like I've kind of gone on a journey in the last year or so or year or two with, um, with self-care. Cause I think when people first started talking about it, it was like, this is a woo woo thing. I don't want to, hear about or whatever <laughs> and then I feel like I kind of used it to jet later I, I got more on board with it and then I would feel like I just used it to like justify self-indulgence and like not trying that hard and like eating ice cream instead of <laughs> working on something um and then more recently I feel like I've actually learned a little bit more about that especially since I've been trying to eat better and um eat vegan and that's required me to like learn how to make some stuff and like make choices that are not the easiest choice or the thing about food which is the thing you hate most in the world yeah i know (laughs) and it's like i went from like i would like time myself to be the most efficient grocery shopper like i would go to one store get everything in like 20 minutes and run out and now i'm like i go to five grocery stores five (laughs) sometimes usually four um and so like become this totally weird person who i mean my mom is just delighting in this she thinks it's hilarious but um i've just like become a different person but like i definitely just i'm starting to learn that self-care can be more like making the i don't want to say like the hard decision but the like long-term decision instead of just the like what's the thing that my little heart needs right this second? Mm-hmm. That's what <laughs> um, I do when I eat. <laughs> um, not, not just in terms of food, but also in terms of just like, you know, exercise and all that stuff that like, it's not, it's not like the um, immediately gratifying thing, but it's like, Oh, like it makes such a difference. You just feel good every day. Um, which is like a brand new concept to me, especially when I wake up in the morning. So it's kind of, it kind of is self um, perpetuating as well, which is helpful. In terms of unwinding, um, I don't feel like I, I don't really get that wound up, to be honest. But if I just like get home from work and I don't feel like launching straight into some other um, thing, 
I honestly just like zone out in front of my laptop, which is not a great <laughs> answer, but like that's that's kind of like the thing that I just like want to lay down instead of sitting up and then I need some entertainment. So <laughs> you know, that, that's what happens. But I don't I'm just trying to think like I don't really unwinding is not really a thing I, I have to do. Probably just more like relaxing in general is is more my thing. It would probably be a good thing for me to learn to do because like after like we podcast, especially for doing two episodes like you do tonight, like I will leave here. It'll be almost 11 if not. And I'll be like, and Jason bed. The cat is already kind of not interested. (laughs) (laughs) Flittering around. I'm like, someone help me use my energy. Like that's when I should intentionally be unwinding. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I feel like I could adopt some good practices, like, going for a walk or like adopt a cat yeah or meditating or something because i remember i used to work late at night and i would get home and it's impossible you know it's too nicole like you can't Mm -hmm. go to sleep right away no (laughs) yes not your brain is still going it doesn't mean that like i'm necessarily like you know like full of caffeine and like ready to run around the block but i'm like not ready to fall asleep yeah i feel like i could have some better practices that direction I um, used to have a night job a few years ago. Um, like my shift would end at 10. And it was like an hour away. And I always had to do something when I got home. And so I would go to bed at like three or four in the morning because I just hated to go home from like a day out and then go straight to bed. It just, my brain doesn't turn off so quickly. Um, but these days, self-care, I started working out uh, every other day. And I started with 10 minutes <laughs> where I just showed up and like my goal was just to move <laughs> for 10 minutes. And then I worked up to 45 minutes and I do it every other day and it's sticking and I like it. I don't know if I feel better because I feel better or I feel better because I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I can't tell the difference. Um, so that's, been incorporated and I do like how I feel I the goal was I guess two goals when um I don't fit in my clothes anymore and I don't want to buy new clothes that was like the first trigger and then the bigger picture is I know that I'm getting older and things are slowing down and like my body isn't as forgiving um I get a lot of heartburn now I like so I feel like I better start sooner than later, um, or it's just going to be terrible much later. So lately it means working out every other day. Um, in terms of before I would try to sleep and then I get anxious often. Um, and it's usually really fast paced thinking it's just ruminating and I can't shut it off. And so what helps with the shutting it off is to journal it. Um, and it's not like eloquent or poetic or anything like that. It's just me dumping my feelings and thoughts on paper so that it will stop repeating itself in my brain. Cause I feel like the act of writing it down feels like it's holding it for you. So you don't have to remember. Mm-hmm. And it kind of helps with the anxiety. Um, even though it's all it's silly because even if you don't write it, it's still like you can choose to release it, but that's how I release it is to, to write it down. Um, for unwinding, I like Netflix unless I've been home all day. Um, so if I'm just coming home and I need to unwind, then I will Netflix. But if I've been like, if it's a Saturday and I haven't left and I want to unwind, then I like will run errands. <laughs> like I need some kind of interaction with the world. So there's my two ways. Yeah, I like to listen to podcasts while I run errands. <laughs> it's kind of like feeling productive while not doing anything that takes any mental energy. <laughs> yeah. 
I like doing that when I cook, like listening to podcasts mm. when I cook. Ashley B? Yeah, when we had to listen to podcasts for this episode, I did a bunch of laundry and I cleaned and I packed and I felt so productive because I was doing a million things. <laughs> and learning uh, about our history. Right, and learning history. <laughs> I'm such a good person. <laughs> um, but I do need to unwind. It's something I've noticed, especially over the past year. And I never used to feel that way. And then I was like, I feel so wound up. And I was like, oh, that's why people say they have to unwind. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, just basic self-care, like sleeping is a big thing for me. I always get like eight hours or more uh, drinking a lot of water. Uh, also drinking green smoothies because yeah. I don't eat a lot of vegetables. So I like <laughs> cram it all in there and then I feel healthy. <laughs> um, As of the time of this recording, that's the only way I will eat kale. Yeah, kale and spinach in there and flaxseed. Have you roasted and- it yet? They taste like chips. No, I haven't. That's an advanced stuff, Linda. I'm still like not even it's a beginner. It's easy. You just olive oil, salt, and pepper in oven. Yeah, okay. it's good. And I just found a kale salad at the grocery store, which we don't have the same stores, but it had like cranberries and ginger and something else. It was really good. Delicious kale salad. Um. I also go to yoga almost every single day and I prefer to do it in the middle of the day, kind of as a break from my Mm. routine, but it's also good at the end of the day when you're just like so exhausted and need that mental break. Uh, Taking a bath is another really great thing that I love doing and going for a walk or a jog, like especially if you're like super wound up or angry or something, running is a fabulous thing to do. Those are my go-tos. I love how like everyone mentioned sleep. And it just reminded me that when I I was 28, I made a video for my birthday from 28 people giving me one life lesson each. And Nicole submitted a video. I was thinking of this. And she, her line was literally sleep makes everything better. And that was like her video. (laughs) Which is like the number one thing Linda needs to learn. Yeah. (laughs) The rest of us, we know. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that's the end of our show. Hmm. But before we well, go, we'll just say we can find us online. Nicole? Nicole Marie says on Instagram and Snapchat. I'm Ashley, and you can find me at ashleyreardon.com. Linda? <laughs> I'm Ashley. <laughs> I started I'm- that sentence wrong, so I just had to keep going. <laughs> I'm Linda, and you can find me at Linda Eats World on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Ashley D. I'm Ashley D, and <laughs> you can find me at Beauty and Truth Talk on Instagram and Facebook. Nicole, you have to do it now. On Instagram and Facebook? <laughs> you <laughs> no. you're telling me I need to do Facebook. I was like, I can't no. keep up with one. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> She's still not doing it. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nicole Marie says Instagram and Snapchat. No, you have to say I'm Nicole. I'm Nicole. <laughs> Somebody needs to sleep. All right. So, Somebody, um, anyone, if anyone in the podcast sleeps, is the podcast benefit? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can find I Feel Better at IFeelBetterPodcast.com. And you can find us on Twitter at I Feel Better Pod. 
and on Instagram, I feel better podcast. Since the podcast is ending, if you wanted to like share your favorite episodes or memories or things that you have uh, listened to or watched or whatever, because you heard about them on the podcast, I think we'd really like to hear that. Yeah, really. I'll give us more fuzzies. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we will see you again next week. Does everyone feel better? Yes. 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 All right. Bye. 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 Bye.